Hello, Summoners, and welcome to another episode of Theology, the Study of Fire Emblem Heroes. We got another Valentine's banner, and I thought I'd go ahead and review the units on it for you, uh, also including the Tempest Trial Reward unit, Titania. So today we're going to be covering the Grail's Devoted unit, units, and uh, talking a little bit about them. It's been some, some time since they've been released, so there's some good information on Game Press about builds and such. I'll go over all that for you uh, in this episode, so I hope you enjoy. So starting off with the Tempest Trial Reward Unit, there is Valentine's Titania. So Valentine's Titania is a red mage cavalier with 145 BST. That is spread to 35 HP, 30 attack, 33 speed, 17 defense, and 30 resistance. Uh, overall, to me, that seems like a kind of an awkward stat line. She really seems to, with her very low HP and defense, she seems like she'd want to be a really offensive unit, just with terrible defenses and all, but then her 30 resistance is, is actually pretty high, so she could tank some resistance, or she could run skills like Iceberg, um, but that offensive spread of 30-33 is, is nothing special. So overall... Uh, not not a very good stat line, I think. You could definitely make use of it, but uh, I think the the real reason it would be okay is because of her weapon. It has uh, the effect of basically a Spectrum Bond skill. And all the Valentine uh, weapons this year have this. So it's called Loyal Wreath. It's going to be an inheritable red tome. And it is refinable in the way that a lot of other seasonal weapons are, where you can get... Uh, attack plus one, or speed plus two, or defenses plus three, and then get HP plus two from it. So, small boost to its effectiveness, but overall, the real cool thing about it is the, the the spectrum bond effect, which I really like. I think that'll be a nice skill. So, uh, using Titania just to fodder her off to other red mages could be viable, just because loyal wreath. It's a nice effect it has on it. She also comes with swap, triangle adept and attack resistance link. And she gets that at 4 star. So, <laughs> if you want to uh, go ahead and fodder her off for Triangle Adept 3, the, the 3000 IQ move there, uh, you can. But overall, attack resistance link. Uh, link skills can be used, utilized very easily. And uh, I think this is nice that you're going to have one at 4 star on a unit you can just summon with Grails uh, at some point in the near future. So between her nice weapon effect and her, her pretty good skill set, she does make a really good fodder unit. Uh, but with her really disjointed stat line, then I, I really don't see much use to using her. As always, you could run some sort of uh, blade tome on her, but if you're going to do a blade tome build, then you can use other <laughs> superior red mage cavaliers like Sacred Memories Erica or people of that sort. Okay, so moving on to her recommended build. Uh, the most recommended build uses, a, a, like I said, a blade to Aurora blade. Glimmer or Moonbow, whichever you prefer. Then attack speed solo in the A slot, if you can manage it. If not, Fury. Uh, it's 
pretty apparent that if you're going to try and build a nuke character, using Triangle Adept isn't the most optimal thing you can do. Uh, the B slot recommends Desperation in the C slot, Odd Attack Wave, or Speed Ploy, whichever you can get your hands on, and in the Seal slot, even Defense Wave. So, this is a good build because audit, between Odd Attack Wave and even Defense Wave, you'll always have plus 6 to at least one of your stats. And with that, you'll always have at least plus 6 to your damage output. Maybe even plus 12 on odd turns from the odd attack way of boosting your attack as well. If you're on your own, then you'll get that nice attack speed out of, uh, I mean, in combat buff, rather, which is nice. Uh, alternatively, Fury, not quite as big of a boost where you need it, but you can be next to two allies, which is okay. Uh, I would also recommend for this build, you could, if you wanted to, keep her uh, B slot instead of Desperation, but overall, uh, using the Link skill, it, it isn't going to be the, the best thing you can do. Desperation's kind of important, and uh, using the Link is not going to help you out all that much. It'll, it will help you with the Roar Blade build, but unless you're going to, for a one-shot nuke, then having Desperation's pretty important. So, overall, it's a pretty solid build, but it really does show how far you have to reach just to try and make her good. Overall, I mean, she isn't bad by any means. Uh, of three range mage has really good coverage of, of tiles as far as they, where they can attack. So she's good, especially because of her movement. Uh, but for sure, if you're going to have a, a blade tone build, that, that right there is a pretty good one. The other build they recommend, it's uh, more of an offensive utility build. That's actually what they call it on game press. It uses a speed refined loyal wreath that's going to give speed plus two and HP plus two, or loyal wreath with the resistance buff instead, which is going to be plus three to resistance and plus five to HP plus two HP rather, plus two. Reposition and swap, like you know, whatever kind of movement assist you want, just like the last build, Moonbow and Glimmer. This time it actually recommends Fury, or if you can manage it, Attack Speed Bond, since for Loyal Wreath to have an effect, you're going to need Bond as well. You're going to have to be next to an ally, so Bonds are good calls. Then there's Attack Resistance Link, just like she comes with, or Chill Speed if you have that many <laughs> that many Fallen Celicas or whatever Chill Speed comes on. Uh, then also recommends Speed Ploy in the C slot and Resistance Ploy in the S slot, or Hone Cavalry for the C-slot if you're going to turn her on a Cavalry Emblem team. So this is a good build here because it focuses on maximizing your damage output. And uh, that's basically it. With the Speed Refined Wreath, it'll be faster. With Fury uh, or Attack Speed Bond, it'll be hitting harder and faster. But, uh, with Attack Resistance Link, that's going to be plus 6 to your attack. Or if you feel like you're still too slow, Chill Speed helps you with your speed. And then between resistance ploy and speed ploy, you'll be increasing your damage output and decreasing the enemy speed even further. So this right here just sort of aims to make, take her rather unimpressive stat line and at least maximize her, her damage output. So I think this is a, a pretty solid build if you want to use her in, a, in an offensive manner. And uh, remember with the link skill, you can also give that to someone else. So 
useful to have around for sure. I think those are both pretty good builds, but overall, Valentine Titania is not very good. I think she is a 3.75 out of 5 unit. Uh, the most exciting thing about her to me is that she comes with a link skill at 4 star, which is nice. Moving on to the actual banner units, we have a new unit in the game, new new hero. His, it's a Grail from Fire Emblem Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn. He is Ike's father, and he is an armored axe unit. He comes with a 174 BST that is spread to 47 HP, 41 attack, 18 speed, 38 defense, and 30 resistance. He has a super boon in attack, which is already going to be monstrous. It's already the highest number in the game. He has a super boon in it, and he has a super bane in speed. So if you want the extra BST bin, then you can't get the speed bane. But if you don't worry about that, then his speed is so bad that all his optimal builds will make it to where you don't need to use it anyway. But he has really good, really good stats overall. Going over his weapons and his kit, he has Faithful Axe Plus, which is the same effect on the wreath. It grants a Spectrum Bond effect. He also comes with Ether, which is great because he's Ike's dad. He also comes with Fury 4, which we talked about in the second Limit Break episode. Wary Fighter 3 to help mitigate his terrible speed. And Armor March, which helps him because he really wants to be next to allies. So if you run Armor March, then you and your fellow Axe, uh, not Axe, fellow Armor allies will be able to move together and keep up and cover more ground. So nice overall. His recommended builds, uh, the the most the recommended game press build has him with instead of his faithful axe, the a slaying axe with the resistance refine, or the faithful axe if you're going to keep him with uh, allies with the with the resistance refine, but slaying axe, axe is best. Then they recommend swap, and ether, or bonfire if you want to. Not worry about his health. Distant counter in the A slot, which, as good as Fury 4 is, the minus 8 to your HP after combat really hurts. And he's so strong that having distant counter on him might be a good idea. They also recommend Bold Fighter 3, since Wary Fighter is kind of a waste. And if he has, if he's initiating against someone with that monstrous attack stat, there's almost no way he won't one-round them. Even attack wave 3 in the C slot if you can manage it, or ward armor uh, if you're putting him on an emblem team just so we can help provide that sort of ranged buff. I assume where it says ward armor, uh, that just means some sort of emblem skill. And quicker post in the seal slot. This is the, the classic uh, distant counter plus bold fighter and quicker post combination to where you can basically retaliate against anyone who doesn't have... Uh, weapon text that says foe cannot counterattack. So no one who's using a, some sort of fire sweep or wind sweep or water sweep or dazzling staff effect, you will always make a guaranteed follow-up attack on them, as long as you can keep your HP within the quicker post threshold. 
So that's about the most optimal build you can do for most armor units. Not surprising there. The other build they recommend is with his Faithful Axe, either refined to resistance or attack. Once again, Aether, his native Aether is a really strong skill. Distant Counter, if you can manage it, they also say Fury 4 is alright. If you're going to run Fury 4, then you really want to have Aether keep that. Otherwise, you could run Bonfire on him. Uh, moving on, Special Fighter 3, they recommend, or Quick Repost in the B slot. If you don't run it in the B slot, then run it in the seal slot, and they want some sort of uh, armor emblem buff. So this is a pretty okay skill. I think Special Fighter is something nice if you're going to run Quicker Post in the seal slot. Otherwise, uh, Vengeful Fighter would work a lot better. Uh, that way you could get the guaranteed uh, attacks, but... Overall, Special Fighter, uh, if you can combine Special Fighter with Quicker Post and Distant Counter, then you have a recipe for a very, very strong enemy phase unit. So, overall, Grail is, a, Grail is just pretty fantastic overall. I mean, he's good. Uh, I, I think he is a, a 4.5 or 4.75 out of 5 hero. He isn't quite uh, a tier 1 unit. Due to, you know, just there being such strong competition. There's a lot of really good green armor units in the game right now. Between Brave Ephraim and all the different kinds of Hector and Surtur and, uh, and Fallen Male Robin. Grima, those are, there's just a lot of, of really strong green units. So he just has such stiff competition. I think putting him in the second tier giving him a 4.5 out of 5 or 4.75 out of 5 rating is is definitely where he he needs he should be because he's strong but he isn't necessarily one of the strongest. I think um, overall if you're not going to watch the second limit break episode, I will summarize my opinions on Fury 4. Uh, while it does give a really nice stat boost, um, I'm not super excited for it. And that is for the that's for the reason that uh, the HP it takes away after every combat is going to really cripple. The only times I see it being useful is when you're running uh, a build on someone who has like vengeance or or something, and uh, is like like Hinata or Eldigan, and they have a fury refinement on their weapon already. If you would stack the the fury four with the fury on their weapon and uh, the a slot, and then use some sort of scaling off of your HP lost special attack, then you could do some some serious damage. I think that would be an acceptable use of this skill, but unless you're getting incredible healing every turn, like Arvis and his recovering, then you're probably going to want to stay away from using Fury 4, just because it's going to really, really just cripple your ability to fight, period, because you're going to just take a lot of damage after combat. However, Valentine Grail, still great unit. Sticking with that color, the green color, we have Valentine's Mist. She's a green cavalry unit with a 144 BST that is spread to 36 HP, 34 attack, 34 speed, 17 defense, and 23 resistance. To me, this is what uh, Titania's stat spread should have been shooting for. 
Uh, you're obviously going for the the lower defenses, defensive capabilities, and uh, increasing the offensive potential. So, goodbye thirty resistance. We have twenty three now, and you've buffed the attack and speed. So to me, it's definitely a worthy trade. Uh, Mist comes with a super boon in HP and resistance, and a super bane in defense. So. Uh, Getting that HP or resistance super boon will move her up a BST bin, but her bin's going to be so bad no matter what you do, it probably isn't worth it. And her defense, it's it's kind of, you don't want to waste it all that much, because as is, with enough speed, she could tank a hit, but not not two. And if it lowers all that much, then you're going to be in trouble. So She comes with a weapon called Grand Blooms Plus, which... Is a very boring name. <laughs> it's just green, green tome blooms, but it has the same effect uh, the other ones have of granting uh, spectrum bond. She also comes with rally defense resistance plus, which grants defense and resistance to plus six to an adjacent ally. She also comes with swift sparrow resistance faint three, and green tome valor. You know we're excited whenever a green tome Valor unit drops, because Valor skills are the best. Uh, Res Faint. The Faint skills are interesting. Definitely, if you're going to have someone who is going to be good at supporting with, with say, Mist in her Rally Defense Resistance Plus, then uh, a Faint skill could be alright on her. Swift Sparrows just works perfectly, because you're going to want to increase her attacking speed with that activated... And her, her base 34, uh, rather, yeah, 34, 34 attack spread, you'll be having some, some pretty good offensive capabilities, especially in the player phase. So GamePress recommends uh, you run her with a, uh, a Gron, not Gron Bloom, but a Gron Blade. Just like with Titania, they're going to have you running a Blade build, and I agree. I think she does this a little bit better than Titania does. They recommend you keep uh, Ground Blade, Rally Defense Resistance Plus on her, which is funny because they usually have some sort of movement assist, but I thought I'd point it out they don't this time. Uh, Glimmer, Attack Speed Solo, 3, Desperation, Out Attack Wave, and Heavy Blade. If you don't have a, Attack Speed Solo, then you could just run Swift Sparrow on her. And if you don't have access to an Out Attack Wave where you're running her on an Emblem team, you could do some sort of Emblem skill there for Cavalry. Would work just as well. So this is uh, trying to increase her damage output. Running her on an uh, emblem team is definitely the best thing you can do because then she can get the the blade buffs really nicely, and that will be very helpful. Uh, running her on a team with uh, Titania could be very strong, or really any other cavalry. Cavalry Mage, because with her Honed Cavalry, you could run in the C-slot, and Rally Defense Resistance, you have plus 6 to all stats right there. So that's definitely a very strong effect that you, could, uh, that you can get excited for. In addition, uh, Swiss Barrow, Desperation is there, so that you'll be hitting harder with your odd attack wave if you choose to run that, or any team buffs. And hopefully with that Expanded attack, you'll be running, uh, you'll be ticking down, activating Heavy Blade, getting that one-shot Glimmer, 
off. So desperation would be really useful there. They also say Draconic Aura could work. That's because Draconic Aura, if you're not going to get Desperation off while you're not in Desperation range, then you'll attack, and the enemy will attack, then you'll be able to shoot off a Draconic Aura hit. So uh, overall, I think I think running the Glimmer, Desperation, Heavy Blade build, uh, it's, it's pretty common, and if you ever run a good cavalry team, then it can be very effective. Her last build, her second build, is called Eternal Bond, which I really like because that is the name of Ike's Ike's theme song. Is what it was titled in Smash Bros. But Eternal Bond is a good song from the Tellius games. They also recommend her with the Grand Blade Plus in this one. So, sorry, Grand Blooms, you're just really unloved, I guess. Uh, they also they recommend you have Death Blow Four from from Salica, Glimmer in the uh, special slot, then Chill Resistance in the B slot, Odd Attack Wave in the C slot, with Attack plus 3 in the Sacred Seal slot. So with this, assuming you're attacking on an odd turn, you'll get plus 6 out of combat buff to your attack, which transitions to an additional plus 6 to your in-combat buff, so there's plus 12. Overall, you get the attack plus 3 from your Sacred Seal, so now you'll be at attack plus 15, you'll be dealing 15 extra points of damage. And then death blow 4 is an extra 8, so you'll be dealing an extra 23 points of damage with ground blade plus. Uh, factor in chill resistance, assuming you're going against them, that you're dealing an extra 30 attack damage, basically, to the per if your opponent has uh, been hit by the chill resistance. Alternatively, if you want a different uh, sort of requirement, you could keep the resistance faint on her and then run the rally defense resistance it would work much the same and you could get like a speed rally from a from an ally which would help a lot uh, because the speed's something she isn't really working on in this build and she could still use more of uh having her on a emblem team giving uh, the hone cavalry buff to her also would be very useful so if you want to get the most mileage out of this build as possible, you should use that. So finishing off the discussion on Valentine Mist, uh, she isn't the best of heroes by any means. I think her defenses are a little too shaky to reliably use her. Her uh, build leaves a lot to be desired, mostly because uh, while Green Tom Valor is useless, uh, Res Faint isn't something most people want. And Swiss Barrel comes on quite a few units nowadays. It is really nice fodder if you still want that. Uh, but I think Rally Defense Resistance is also pretty good. And Grand Blooms could be useful for someone if they don't want to run a Blade Tome. So she has okay fodder overall. Uh, but her stats are just a little bit too unexciting. It's, it's the downfall of being cavalry and being ranged. It really makes it to where you... You have to pick having nice range or having nice stats. And unfortunately, she doesn't have the nicest of stats. 144 is uh, pretty pretty not great. It's tied for the worst on the banner, in fact. So uh, I think she's a, about a 3.75 out of 5 or a 4 star. I could give her a 4 out of 5, maybe, just because of her, her stat spread is better than Titania's. So... I think she, she could definitely round up to 4 out of 5, but that's tentative.
overall, the 34-34 the offensive spread is pretty good, but the defenses are just too bad. She only has uh, a grand total of, of 53 physical bulk. Uh, I know a lot of blue units that could hit that in one shot. So over, really want to really want to watch her and make sure she isn't in that many situations where she can get hit. Moving on to the next unit I'll be covering is Valentine Soren. I said that Miss was tied for the lowest BST in the banner and that she is tied with Soren. Much like Mist, Soren is a tome cavalry unit, except his tome is blue. He's 144 BST, that's spread to 37 HP, 35 attack, 33 speed, 14 defense, and 25 resistance. So his physical bulk is somehow even worse. He only has 51 points of, of bulk as opposed to what Mist had, she at least had 53, so she had an extra few, extra over him. Uh, their offensive spread, she had 34-34, he has 35-33, so he's a little bit more focused on attack, a little bit less about speed, and his resistance is slightly better, so it's a little safer to take him against some, some red uh, magic-dealing enemies. He has a super boon in HP and in defense, which are both not very good. And uh, he has a super bane in resistance. Overall, uh, according to all those, nothing too exciting. You know, as always, go for attacker speed if you can, if you're lucky. He comes with uh, Blar Blooms, which lovely. I'm surprised that, at this point, I'm surprised that Tanya didn't come with Rar Blooms. Anyway, the rest of uh, Valentine Soren's kit, of course, besides the the, bar, the Blar Blooms, of course, there's Rally Attack Speed Plus, which gives attack and speed plus six to uh, the target of the rally for a turn. Attack Resistance Bond, which means you can probably do some nice, uh, some really good bond stacking with his weapon and his A slot and his seal slot if you wanted to. Speed Faint, uh, which faints are not the most... Uh, widely used skills, but, you know, you can make good use of them. And res opening. So that is uh, much like what Winter Erica had. You grant resistance plus six to the ally with the highest resistance for one turn. Except Erica's was nicer as attack. So, overall, he has some okay fodder. I mean, openings are kind of new things that we have yet to see really how much of an impact they have in the game. Uh, speed, faint, yeah, like I said, it's not very widely used, but you could use it, so it's okay fodder. And uh, attack resistance bond, bond skills are just nice to have. His weapon, his his blur blooms is really nice. I think if you're not going to go with a blade tone build on someone, you could go with a, a blur bloom build for a similar thing. It's like, it's like a spectrum bond, and it's just really useful. And adding to that is his already having a bond in his A slot, and uh, he also comes with resist Rally Attack Speed Plus, which, of course, 400 SP support skill. It's nice to have around. So going over his recommended builds, GamePress recommends you build him, as I alluded to, with a Blar Blade. They also recommend you have uh, him obviously going to be on a cavalry team with this build. So Glimmer and Moonbow, whichever one you want, combining with that Heavy Blade in the seal slot, 
and Desperation the B slot so that if you're under 50% HP, you can get that uh, two turn, uh, two, two immediate shots in, one normal shot and then one special. Getting fired off by the Glimmer and Moonbow for that two turn cooldown. Uh, they also recommend Attack Speed Solo or Swift Sparrow if you can manage it in the A slot. Uh, this is because you're kind of not even going for that same bond effect anymore, thanks to changing the weapon out. So they, they recommend you have something that boosts the attack and speed. And I, I agree with that. And Hone Cavalry, because you can run them on a cavalry team. This is basically optimal. The budget version of that, the, the mixed phase build of that is like attack wave. Uh, that is, if you're not on a cavalry team, you can't get those emblem buffs. You can at least give yourself the plus 12 damage every other turn. So it is pretty useful to have. They also recommend you could build him with a juicy wave plus fine to speed, which is an interesting choice here. They also recommend you run that with Moonbow or Luna, attack speed solo or fist barrow, whichever one you can manage. Chill speed or chill resistance, whichever one's easier for you to get. If you want to focus on being able to perform follow-up attacks, I mean, yeah, follow-up attacks or just deal more damage with your attacks. Then Hone Cavalry, of course, if you're going to have him on a Cavalry team or any any tactic for the C-slot and uh, any tactic for the uh, Sacred Seal slot. That is just, if you're going to have him on a emblem, emblem team, then having the Hone Cavalry and some other seal would be useful. But if you're going to have him on a mixed phase team, running two tactics at the same time is definitely a good decision. <laughs> So overall, uh, I think uh, Valentine Soren's pretty good. He's not uh, near the tier of all the armored Valentine's units, but he is good in his own right. He has a really good mobility, good range, and uh, I like his stat spread a little bit more than some of the other units we've, we've had recently. So I'm all for it. I think... However, just given the fact that he is still frail, he only has 51 physical bulk. I mean, a lot of red units can hit that no problem. And uh, a lot of red units can also outspeed him. His speed's only 33, and if you're not having insane buffs stacked on him, a lot of the inflated enemies in the game right now uh, can, can deal with him pretty easy, even at color disadvantage. So uh, just due to his not great speed... His, his not fantastic speed and his terrible physical bulk, I think they combine just to give him certain weaknesses that we can't overlook. So uh, I think overall he's a 3.75 out of 5 unit. I could see him being 4 out of 5 if you want to run him on certain teams, but that's just a case of you can utilize him properly to get more mileage, and not necessarily that he's a better fighter. So a 3.75 out of 5 or 4 out of 5 just from what I see. He's a little bit less worthy of being foddered as opposed to Mist and Titania. So moving on to our last unit, we have Valentine's Ike. Valentine's Ike is a uh, red armored unit, sword. He comes with 174 BST. He is the fourth version of Ike we have in the game, which is exciting. We finally have four Ikes. And his 174 BST is spread to 45 HP, 37 attack, 38 speed, and 35 defense with a measly 19 resistance. This build, uh, you can see, pretty obviously trying to uh, minimize his resistance while not leaving him terribly vulnerable. And his, his 
37-38 offensive spreads really good. He really makes uh, fantastic use of special fighter, and it's fortunate because that isn't his base kit. His base kit, he comes with Heart's Blade, which is the Spectrum Bond, Radiant Ether, which is uh, the skill that Legendary Ike had. So we, we have now two versions of Ike have the, the, the four-turn cooldown version of it. He also comes with Distant Counter in the A slot, which is really good now that he doesn't have Ragnall. He also comes with Special Fighter in the B slot, as I said, which works great with him since he has a good speed stat. And he also comes with Even Speed Wave to further complement that, that high speed stat. So already pretty good. So uh, Valentine's Ike has a Super Bane and Resistance and no Super Boons. So... You can't bump him up to the 175 bin, but without a doubt, he makes good use of any boon, uh, except for HP. He, if you get an HP boon, then that's unfortunate. So, the recommended build on Game Press is called King of Hearts, which is great. Uh, it is a speed-refined Hearts Blade Plus, or a speed-refined Dao, whichever you prefer. Then, you know, Radiant Aether, Distant Counter, Special Fighter, just like he has. Then Attack Speed Bond in the Sacred Seal slot for that same bond stacking. Since it's in combat, you can stack them. Also, it recommends Armor March in the C slot. That way you can really make use of armor units' ability to extend their movement and keep up, keep up with one another. Very useful. Or even Speed Wave if you don't want to run them on an armored team. So... Basically, the recommended build is just refining his weapon to speed, giving him a bond skill in the, in the seal slot, and uh, nothing if you're running him on a mixed team. But if you're running him on a not mixed team, then give him like armor march or some other ca armor emblem buff. The second build they recommend not not recommend, but the second build they have on game press for him is with an attack refined slaying edge or a speed refined slaying edge, whichever you prefer. Once again, Radiant Ether, Distant Counter. But this time, they recommend uh, the Bold Fighter and Quicker Post combination. So, this one uh, is an interesting choice to me. Because with Special Fighter and his high speed, uh, basically, <laughs> he's going to be giving, getting the extra cooldown charge in both phases anyway. And he'll be giving guard to... Uh, opponents and odds are he'll make he'll be making follow-up attacks or at least avoiding them avoid getting them from other people so to me the bold fighter and the quicker post kind of not necessary but they do serve a function of with them you are going to get maybe not a guaranteed uh, extra cooldown charge per attack in the you know the enemy phase but you are going to get for sure two two uh, attacks off on anyone you fight so it is nice. I can see where they're going from with it. It's definitely good. With Radiant Ether only being a four-turn cooldown, uh, I think that the Slaying Edge is an interesting choice. But overall, uh, they also recommend you have Armor March or even Speed Wave. Once again, it depends whether you're running him on a mixed team or an Armor Emblem team. So uh, Ike is definitely a top-tier unit. Just that impressive stat line you saw earlier. He, he has good bulk. He's armored so he can get buffs. He has incredible offensive spread. And uh, 
a nice HP pool so that he's he can be in relative safety. So really, uh, I think Ike has all the makings of a five out of five unit, and I am uh, very glad he turned out being this good. I think it's interesting that maybe the best version of Ike we have in the game doesn't even have Ragnall, but you know, that's okay because Valentine's Ike is most definitely a great unit. I'd say easy five out of five. Uh, he's going to probably be my main, my main red armor unit from, from now until I get uh, other, other good competitive ones, but I'm definitely going to be using Ike a lot because he seems like he's good. And I have a, I think a, a plus one version of him. I got two of him plus defense, I think. So overall, I think Ike is a really good hero. I think if you get him, you should be really excited because you can't possibly mess him up with his IVs because even at like an attack Bane, he still has 34 attack, which is higher than most units. So uh, that's my opinions on this banner. I think you should go for it just obviously on the grounds of it's limited and these guys are only going to come around in a little bit for like maybe maybe next year around Valentine's Day or the occasional legendary hero battle they might not legendary the legendary hero banner rather they might appear in a few months but uh, they're strong and I, I think the best color to go for is obviously red because it has Ike and Ike's the best unit in the banner then you're probably going to want to go for uh, green just because you could get Grail and Grail is also good he's he's a very close second to Ike. Uh, the only problem with green is you could potentially get Mist, and that would be unfortunate because Mist is not that good. So, uh, if you're feeling lucky, go for green. Uh, but but red's the best. Obviously, stay away from colorless. There are none of them on the banner. And uh, poor Soren, but blue is not that good of a color in this banner. There are other better blue units on banners right now. So, uh, yeah, that's my opinions of... Uh, the banner and the new units. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to reach out to the community, you can do so at our subreddit, var slash Phaeology. The, the subreddit. If you'd like to reach out to the show, you can do that at Phaeology at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to reach out to me personally, the anchor, you can do that uh, at Ilialador at gmail.com or through Discord at Ilialador, hashtag 1130. I, I'm in a few servers that are pretty common in the Fire Emblem Heroes server, the Game Press server, uh, a few things like that. I'm in Mecca's server, so quite a few places you can find me if you want to reach out. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do that uh, through listener support at anchor at anchor.fm slash phaeology. There's a support feature there you can click on. be very much appreciated. And uh, you can also support us just by being continued fans of the show. Uh, we try and make fairly regular content. I will apologize, though. I have been sick for around two weeks. Uh, the The night I made the uh, version two point the ver the version uh, the, the new updates the new refinements the version three update weapon refinements for Seth and Elliewood and Nino and them that night I got sick and I've been sick ever since then. So you can do the math on how long that's been. So it's been a little bit difficult to make content it just being me running the show but uh <clears throat> i'm getting over it so with, with luck we'll have a little bit more rolling in uh, content wise for the future i'm excited i'm trying to beat out J january's view count with with february here see if we can do that so uh thank you so much for listening i hope you had a great day 
happy summoning, and hope you schedule another appointment with your phaeologists real soon. Take care.